0: Okay, WWF, no mercy, as we break down WWE's NXT TakeOver in your house. Um, first and foremost, some frustration on my part on this show this evening because holy crap was I frustrated with the uh, streaming service that was provided for the evening for me from the, excuse me, WWE Network. And that was, unfortunately for me, um, and and I will try to not have it affect too much, but unfortunately for me, that was kind of the, the story of the night for me because it cut out on me about nine times. And one of the things that really frustrates me about how the WWE Network has been released here in Canada is that... Like, you you need to have, for those who don't know, and I'm assuming most of you do if you're watching me on here, but you, you need a Canadian cable subscription to get it, and I don't currently have one of those. And look, if, if I had a Twitch stream that was cutting out, that, that I was watching the show on, then fine. It sucks to suck, but whatever. But, um, my parents' cable provider does have the WWE Network, so I pay them so that I can watch it, and... It still cuts out, like this, is, this isn't this is some janky setup that I have, this is a legitimate source that I'm getting the WWE Network from and I still can't get the WWE Network. So, remarkably frustrating evening as it cut out nine times in a two hour broadcast. So again, as I tweeted out, it was uh, once every 10 minutes. Um, so that was really frustrating and it was tough to, to really get into the flow of things for me, but I will try my darndest to uh, not have that affect me. As we go along with this NXT in your house breakdown, um, let's just, I mean, let's start from the beginning, shall we? As it was uh, Legado del Fantasma taking on uh, Bronson Reed and MSK. And I am a huge Legado del Fantasma fan. I, I have, I, I liked Fantasma or uh, Escobar now um, when he was wrestling as a luchador and now in WWE I think he is one of the better characters on any roster right now. And I said this in the preview show, almost everyone on this show tonight could be on the main roster. Like, that, that, that is not, I don't think, hyperbole at all. I, I think that there are so many performers on this show that are main roster ready. And there are so many of them that I just don't want to see go to the main roster because that doesn't go very well. So, that that is kind of, it's interesting to watch these shows with that. Because there was a lot of times where it was, okay, how is this going to play out? And if the person I want to win doesn't win, then... Okay, well maybe they get a main roster call up. So it's it's tricky to to kind of predict these sometimes. But now it's oh please win because I don't want you to go to main the ro- to the main roster. And in the main event you have four losers, and I I hope none of them go to the main roster right now. That that is how bad. I shouldn't say that. I hope none of them go to Raw. SmackDown is fine, uh, but Raw is an absolute disaster. And I I will go so far as to say this is the worst Raw has been maybe ever. And I I know that I have. Uh, an unnecessary nostalgia for early to mid-90s WWF stuff, like the the whole Duke the Dumpster Drowsy thing and all of that. Um, that era, uh, it doesn't bother me as much as it does some. And it sucked, uh, but I, I still don't mind it. it. It's better than now, though. Give me some of that stuff over some of the crap that's on Monday Night Raw right now. Holy crap, that right-to-censor uh, theme. You kind of forget how much that one just rings with you a little bit. Um... But this match was great and i I'm very invested in all of the characters in the, the 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 six person bout i I like the unique stipulation where it's kind of a a winner take all. I like that they played off the history of that in the um in the commentary talking about how they did this once before on and In Your House when it was Shawn Michaels and Diesel going up against, I believe it was British Bulldog and Owen Hart. I, I could be mistaken on that. I probably should have checked that one before I came on here. But um, either way, I, I really enjoyed this match. MSK are phenomenal. Bronson Reed is unique on the, the NXT roster. He's one where if he got called up, I might think it's a little early, but I would also rather enjoy it. Um, I, I like that they retain... I'm interested to see what they do with uh, Legado del Fantasma now. Because y- you've just had them lose multiple championship matches in one night. And you've already had Escobar lose the Cruiserweight Championship. So I almost wonder if there is a call-up in, in the future for these guys. Um, where they would fit in, who knows. Um, but I-, I-, I do I do wonder if there- there's something big in their future or if we just get another storyline for them. As far as what's next for MSK and for Bronson Reed, I'll be fascinated to see where that all goes as well. But those are very much characters that I am interested in. Uh, Mercedes Martinez falls to Gia Lee, and we get kind of the... I don't want to say introduction, but this is the most physicality that that dark figure behind GLE has had in anything so far that I can remember for NXT. I didn't like how not great GLE looked at the end. Uh, she does get the win, but then gets wore out with a steel chair from Mercedes Martinez. And I, I'm a big GLE fan, so I, I I just I want to see her do well, and that that it just it didn't look great for her at the end, but them's the brakes. She, she does get the win. Uh, but now it does kind of seem like she takes a a bit of a step back when it comes to this particular feud with Mercedes Martinez. And and as far as Mercedes Martinez is concerned, she's just really good. So it's, you know, it is what it is, I guess. Um, I, I never really view her as a, a world champion. I, I wonder, and I, NXT keeps hyping up that they have the best women's division in wrestling. And Triple H this week was rather vocal on how he views other women's wrestling promotions. Although I think that was kind of taken a little bit out of context. Not out of context, but just blown out of proportion a little bit. I wonder if they do like some kind of women's United States championship. Like some kind of secondary women's title. Because I think uh, Martinez would be good at that. She has an amazing look. And she is quite good in the ring. And then she talks. And it just, it kind of... There's something about the way she talks that takes you out of the character. And that's the opposite of what promos are supposed to do. Oh, I'm about to get eliminated in this. Yeah, Funaki. Just eliminated The Undertaker. Um, If you're listening on podcasts, none of that meant anything to you. But I just got eliminated by Funaki in a survival on No Mercy. Uh, (laughs) I was not expecting that. But yeah, Mercedes, uh, Mercedes Martinez... I, I, I don't view her as, like, a high-level character or anything like that. She, she just kind of is what she is at this point. Uh, continuing our NXT In Your House breakdown, LA Knight is the million-dollar champion as he ends up um, beating Cameron Grimes in a ladder match. As far as ladder matches go, like, these are kind of crazy and weird and wild. But... This was just kind of there, like it. It, it wasn't. It. I, I. don't know. Maybe someone did get hurt. It seemed like there was some concern on Cameron Grimes, and there was a couple of good spots when it came to the, the the, the really high dive off the scaffolding and the tornado DDT. No, the tornado DDT was in the Ember Moon match. Sorry, but th- either way, the Powerball onto the ladders. That was a cool spot too. Um. I. I've said before. I'm not a huge Cameron Grimes guy. I am a very huge, literally and figuratively, uh, very huge LA Knight fan. And him getting this, I, I think that this this is a perfect introduction for this title, is for him to have it, and I think it is a perfect thing for him as well. And a, a, great, a great gimmick to go along with what he is already doing. But I, I think his promo ability is fantastic. His in-ring is good enough. I I could not be a bigger fan of La Knight and could not be a bigger supporter of him getting the W in this one and him getting the million dollar championship. As far as what is next, I don't have a fucking idea. Um, and there's there's actually a lot of that coming out of uh, of this particular event where like you you get the, you get the win. And I don't really know what the progression is for some of these. I don't know what the progression is for Raquel Gonzalez. They were certainly harping on commentary tonight how much of a factor Dakota Kai has been. And so it does kind of feel like that is at least planting some seeds rather aggressively. Um, it was kind of subtle as a jackhammer tonight that they were saying those. But for a lot of these, it's like, okay... I don't know where you go from here, but I'm fascinated to tune in to NXT, which, now that they, they've been a bit more focused in the last little bit, I'm, I'm interested in, once again, and, and it's still week to week. There's never a bad NXT show. It, it was just a little all over the place for me for a little bit, but a, as long as LA Knight's on the show, uh, you know I am going to be tuning in. We've talked about it a bit. Raquel Gonzalez retains the NXT Women's Championship in a victory over Ember Moon. Good match. Um, You never really... I never really believed Ember Moon was going to win it, and, and so it was it, it was tough to get into the believability of the match based off of that. Um, but yeah, a, a fine match. Raquel Gonzalez continues to improve in the ring. Ember Moon continues to be very, very good in the ring. Um, I, I don't get why she didn't click with the main roster, but I, I think she is very, very good and would like to see her get more opportunities. I really like the team with her, and... Oh, that didn't work. Uh, with her and Shotzi Blackheart. But, um, yeah, so whatever they do with them next, I, I still don't understand why they took the titles off of them, but they did, so whatever. But yeah, I as far as the next challengers for Raquel Gonzalez are concerned, maybe you do a Shotzi one, maybe you do run it back with Ember Moon again and do some kind of a steel cage thing because of all the outside interference and all of the, the shenanigans that have been going on. But the, the more we have Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart on our television, the better. So just give me more of them is basically what I'm asking for. And it seems like we're going through this thing very quick and I'm, I'm doing this without notes, so I, I hope I'm not missing anything, but that brings us to our main event, which was fucking awesome. Uh, Karrion Cross retains the NXT World Heavyweight Championship as he wins a Fatal 5-Way, which still needs a better name than a Fatal 5-Way. Fatal 4-Way, cool, been around for a minute. Fatal 5-Way, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, we have the six pack challenge, that is fun, we need something different for Fatal 5-Way, I am presenting a problem, and no solutions to it, because I don't know, but it ain't my job to know, either way, really, really fun match, and this was one where you didn't really know where they were going to go, I was pretty sure that Karrion Cross was going to retain here, but like, if Johnny Gargano won, would I have been stunned, I would have at least gone, huh, but I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been stunned, and uh, I think it just kind of shows how strong the top part of the the NXT uh, division is right now, um, or to, the the men's division. Sorry, but yes, no, I I really, I really enjoyed this match. I thought it was great. I I, I could not I could not have enjoyed it anymore. The the one thing I didn't like, it, it is not fair to Vic Joseph. Although I also don't think he's all that awesome. How good would that match have been with Mauro Ranallo calling it tonight. You know, like just some of the, the crazy spots and you you get Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly teaming up to do the the, the shield bomb basically on Karrion Cross on the table. And some of the, the some of the more crazy spots in this match and some of the, the close near falls. It, it just it was screaming for Mauro Ranallo and it it mainly just wasn't screaming for Rick Joseph. And I don't know if that is, I don't know if it's entirely Vic Joseph's fault because it does kind of feel like everyone who is a commentator in WWE right now kind of has to be a Michael Cole um, clone. And and, and this is from a play-by-play perspective. Like the, the color guys, they certainly have their own personalities. Um, we see that on Raw, SmackDown, everywhere. Like, and I I think Wade Barrett is quite good as a color commentator. And I think Beth Phoenix has improved, um, as a a color commentator. But Vic Joseph is just very generic for me. Like, there are three types of commentators, uh, and in terms of play-by-play. Those who add to the moment, those who take away from the moment, and those who are neutral when it comes to the moment. And Vic Joseph, I I believe, is neutral to the moment. I, I don't think he takes away from it. I'm not the hugest fan of his voice, but I I, I don't think in terms of enthusiasm and all that he takes away from anything, but like name me two Vic Joseph calls right now. Go for it. No? Okay. Exactly. Like he's just, he's not overly memorable. He is just there. But WWE commentators are not there to be memorable. They are there to tell you what is trending on Twitter and all of those sorts of things. Which is like, that—that that is their thing. It ain't how I would like to do it if I were ever to be blessed with that kind of a job. But also it's the way I would do it if that's how they told me to do it. So I, I, I guess it's tough to critique any WWE commentator because you know what they go through. And maybe not so much on NXT, but on the main roster with Vince McMahon in the headphones. But as far as this match goes, I I like it. I wonder where you go, because this isn't your your typical one where all the guys have been pinned or anything like that. Like, you still have a number of potential challengers coming out of this. And I I like Wade Barrett at the end, kind of driving home. Like, if Kyle O'Reilly had just let go, then maybe he ends up winning. But because he hates Adam Cole so much, he just has to... Continue to inflict as much pain as possible. That ends up costing him the match. I, I think that is part of a, a bigger story, and it kind of felt like all night. Wade Barrett w- was just kind of setting up a bunch of sound bites for video clips later on, and, and for stories later on, w- which is the, the mark of a good color commentator. You're supposed to basically just speak in sound clips as a color commentator, and Wade Barrett, I think, does it almost to perfection. Quick side note: Wade Barrett one of the the underutilized talents of that era. I. I remember when he was leading the the Nexus group, I I said to someone, you can just picture him with a world title around his waist. And that never actually ends up coming to fruition, but now he is balling out as a a commentator tonight. Um, uh, Tonight was a great example of that. Anyway, as far as what is next and what I would like to see... It seems like they're kind of setting up something with Adam Cole, but it also seems like there's something there with a, a Pete Dunne feud as well. So I'll be interested to see what they do. But overall, I'm just interested in NXT right now. They, they have things I'm interested in. I disagree with someone here in the chat, and I'll, I'll get to that chat in a second, about Karrion Cross. I'm fascinated in him as a champion. Um, as, as I said before, I, I like Escobar and his group. I like MSK. Bronson Reed is growing on me. LA Knight. I will tune in anytime he is doing anything on television. You have Frankie Monet, who I think is an absolute star in this industry as well. There's just a lot of good coming from NXT, and I like that there's not this competition with AEW now, and they can kind of just do their own thing. Um, Just want to look at whatever we have here on the chat as I'm doing this here on Twitch, if you're listening on podcast later on. Uh, Five-star match, tribute to Uncle Dave. Um, I, I... I'm not looking. I don't know if uh, Dave Meltzer gave it a a five-star rating or not, but I I certainly could see it. I, I don't know what else would have made it a whole lot better it was a, a very 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 good match and i really enjoyed it. here's the the comment that i was mentioning about carry and cross. cross is horrible in my opinion. uh this coming from Hella Hot Sauce 13. uh powerful in the ring but his ability to sell is terrible and i think his storytelling in the ring is bad. he was carried in the match by the other four guys tonight. i i always put shy away from the he was carried cuz i don't I, I have no fucking idea. um like it... it the only way I feel like I can tell, oh, was he carried or not? Is if I have an opinion that the other guy is better than him, right? And then it's like, oh, well, of course he carried him. He has to if he's just better than him. Um, the other stuff, I'm not, I'm not there. There is a little bit about Carrion Cross that just seems to be missing for me. Um, like I'm not, I am not all the way there on Carrion Cross but I'm not going to suggest that he is horrible. He has a bit of a different style. And one of the issues, I think he ran into tonight is just he's fucking huge and he's just so much bigger than everyone. So it's, I I don't want to say it is unrealistic him selling because we see all the time, little guys beat big guys. It happens. Like I'm, I'm bigger than most of the guys in that ring and they all could kick my ass a thousand different ways to Sunday. Um, But it's... I don't think he is a perfect wrestler, but I think that character-wise, they're just kind of scratching the surface with him, and I think you can do a lot with a Karrion cross. So I think he is good. I think he's an intriguing prospect, and he is one of the rare ones in NXT where I'd actually like to see... I'm not I'm not huge on how they've used him so far. I really liked him as Killer Cross in Impact Wrestling, and I thought his promo ability was great. And I think they have the character pretty well, I would just like to hear more from Karrion Cross because I, I think he is an excellent promo, and we, we get glimpses of it, but it's just, it's not all the way there. So while, is Karrion Cross the best on this roster right now? I don't think so, probably not. As a world champion, I don't hate him. Um, it, it probably wouldn't be my first pick, but I, I do not hate that they have gone with Karrion Cross. As a, a world champion, but I do think that there is still more to this character that we still have not seen yet with the the NXT brand so i I, I can't agree with the he is horrible, but I, I do agree that there is a little bit left on the table with a a carrion cross character um I think that pretty well does it. That, that's going to wrap things up here for the podcast portion. Anyway, I'm going to hit stop on the recording in a matter of moments. Uh, if you want more from me and you, you aren't familiar with the podcast, it's "Catch Potato Diary Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on all podcast platforms. I, I kind of teased it yesterday. I'm going to continue to tease it today. Um, I have a big announcement coming up tomorrow, but then a, a nice surprise, I think for the the friday show so uh, a lot coming up on the podcast thank you guys for downloading please rate review subscribe wherever possible and once again to the fine podcast listeners i bid you adieu